Well, hello and welcome to Series 2, Season 2, Series 2, Season 2. Season 2, I think. Sounds nice. Very American, that. (laughs) I don't know how how I feel about Season 2. Well, anyway, welcome to Season 2 of the Hip Hop. My name is Ian Downs. I am a uh, TV presenter, radio presenter, DJ from Bristol. Uh, I am joined by my colleagues who have risen from obscurity into the spotlight uh, as Season 1 of the Hip Hop went on, and that is JC and Kyle. Uh, well, what an achievement! We've managed. We've managed the second season. We have. My God, amazing! I know. I, I can't quite believe it. <laughs> I'm sat here in disbelief and excitement. And you know, excitingly, we're sat here together this time, rather than in various different spaces around the theatre or at home in pyjamas. So, exactly. how fun. We'll introduce you to our guest very shortly. But first of all, we do have to thank Access Creative College. Um, we're sat in, what would you say, mustard? Are these mustard chairs? Lovely mustard chairs. Yes, mustard chairs that are very comfortable. Yeah. Aren't they just? I feel slightly on edge because I've got no buttons to push. <laughs> Normally, if I was on the radio or directing telly or something, there'd be buttons in front of me. And I feel quite naked. But uh, thankfully, you're not naked. <laughs> I'm not naked. Thankfully, you're not naked, yeah. For the purposes of the tape, definitely not naked. <laughs> However, what, I've given all control to Will, who's through the glass. Yeah. I'm comfortable. Mm. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He does. He does. Um, but I don't know. I'm just like, Where's my buttons? We'll get, we'll, we'll get you like a little square thing that's just got buttons yeah. on it that you can just press throughout the whole thing. <laughs> we can do that. That'll yeah. make you feel more comfortable. Also known as a Nintendo Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what can we expect, JC, from season two of The Hip Hop? More random talking, like sad pasty chats, if anybody's listened to season one. (laughs) And um, lots of exciting stories from cast members who will be coming to the Bristol Hippodrome soon. That's what we're hoping for. And what a seamless link into our first guest of the second season. She is playing Grandma and Mrs. Gloop in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She is also from Bristol. Please welcome Kate Milner-Evans. Hi, Kate. Hello, everybody. So, first of all, we need to, uh, you you are saying you are from Bristol, but we need to check out your Bristol credentials. So, if I said to you, Gert Lush, uh, Kate, what does that mean? Gert Lush is um, really nice. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent. Really? Pass it with flying colours yeah, there. Yeah, that turns lush. <laughs> also, if you were getting off a bus at any point, uh, what would you what would you say to the person driving the bus? Thanks, mate. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, what? Oh, mate. Did you never say cheers, drive? Cheers, drive. Cheers, drive. Well, no, no. I no, suppose it's because I'm actually from North Bristol, the countryside. Oh, ah, okay. Gloucestershire okay. way. Right. Now we know. But I, I live in Bristol now, but I was brought up in Thornbury. Oh, okay. Immediately, yeah. the type of cutlery that I imagined you using has changed. <laughs> All of the, you, there's a she complete dinner cutlery. service there. Oh. Yeah. My, uh, my lovely mother trained at the Bristol Old Vic. Uh, in her day. She was from the centre of Bristol uh, in Clifton and she went to the Bristol Old Vic. So she has a beautiful sort of quite an old-fashioned BBC accent from the 1950s. And I was brought up on it. So although I'm a country lass and went to Marwood School, a lovely state school, I uh, have picked up on her very clear English. Clear English accent. So I know that I come across as a lady who maybe has silver spoon in her mouth. (laughs) But I assure you I don't. But I do sound like I do sound like I do because it's just the way um, I picked up on her her beautiful speaking voice, oh, lovely voice. Oh, My father was from London. So. 
and well, Wales, in fact. So there's a bit of a Welsh oh. tweaks in now and then. And you've also lived in Germany for 13 years, we believe. So that's that's in the mix as well. It is because I get a bit clipped, um, especially when I'm speaking, dry, you know, dryly. I go a bit Germanic. Oh, that's it's good. Everything's but Gert Lush. <laughs> Everything else, I'm not at all Gert Lush, really. <laughs> I do say weight rose though. Weight rose. Weight rose. I have no idea why I go weight rose with a German <laughs> Australian accent. Weight rose. I'm trying to think what the it's translation like of Gert Lush in German would be. Mm. Would that even work? Grosser. Oh yes, uh, uh, Gert Lush would be grosser, grossartig maybe. Grossartig. Yes. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Have to write that down. Ich habe einen Hund. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Good. <laughs> I've actually got two, and I don't know what. I have a Ah, ich habe zwei, zwei. Ich habe zwei Hunde. Zwei Hunde. Really? Zwei Hunde. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Schnell, schnell. Ich habe zwei großartigen Hunde. Ich habe zwei großartigen Hunde. See, no, we should have just we should have had somebody in here who could speak full German. That I would know, have been really impressive. Whereas none of us. Yeah, I'm I just nodding along. Well, yeah, we just, can, I think don't worry. That means I had two good lush jogs. I think we should have built this episode as some sort of like translation episode. Yes, where, yeah. where you can pay to learn German. <laughs> this is another skill <laughs> that another Kate skill. is bringing to the party. Um, let's try and get semi back on track um, <laughs> and talk a little bit uh, yes. about it. So um, the, the we we start started in sort of North Bristol we've done Germany we've sort of we've come back but but you know at the heart of things you're an opera singer aren't you as well yes I am and I I was a fledging opera singer in Germany and uh, then I I stopped I decided to go into commercial musical theatre in my 40s for many lots of different reasons but interestingly during this contract because it's a sort of a track where I have to sing quite uh, operatically, I decided to use the year to retrain uh, my voice because it's not going to harm the musical and gives me something to do. So it's quite good on these long contracts uh, to have something that you can achieve, like um, one of our cast members is doing her signing courses because she's a deaf singer, but so she's sorting out how to be able to sign oh, in theatre. So people get hobbies so mine mine was opera singing and I, I've become quite uh, ambitious with it actually but we'll see how I feel in February when when the when the tour ends whether oh, I can yeah. then sustain it or not. When I was doing some research on you Kate I, I noticed that you've been in the Phantom of the Opera. Is that right? 208 to 209 yes. Yeah and, um, and Gar- that's when I met wonderful Gareth Snook yes. so we have a lovely a lovely relationship sort of because we have the past we have that we, all we need to do is nod at each other, a knowing nod. And that's, you know, that's nice to have that, actually. Because when you're working in theatre, although you meet a lot of people, it's very transitory, if that at all is a word. Oh, check it out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Transitory, so you, you make friends with people, but you tend not, perhaps not to see them for years until you're in another production. So it's quite nice to have a bit of grounding because um, I'm very fond of Gareth. He's doing a, an absolutely Spitzenklasse job. That means excellent job. Yes. <laughs> I'll bet. In German. Yeah. It's quite common, yeah, Carl, isn't it, in, in theatre, this sort of transitory, transitory life and seeing people and, you know, from the years you've spent backstage you must see the same stage managers come back and see the same producers come back and so on and so forth yeah yeah as, as you were saying Kate like you know you see people whilst you're doing a production like you were in 2008 to 2009 and then you know it's 
often about six or seven years later you happen to be in another production and uh you know you get into the rehearsal room and you you see someone that you've not seen in in seven or eight years and i think what i find quite interesting about as as a performer is you kind of get used to having relationships that don't degrade over time even though you've not spoken Mm. for a long time and i think that's what you were talking about the fact that like in the rehearsal space for Wonka's for this show um is that you know your relationship with uh, him has not changed. You just pick up, uh, where, you just pick up where you no. left off, yeah. And sing opera to each other, yes. maybe, for a bit of fun. Yeah, so like, because that was kind of where I was going to lead into the sort of a question of mine was like, is there a preference for from your perspective of like musical theatre or opera? Or is it very much a 50-50 equal love? Because obviously you're exploring your sort of, your other version of your voice, as you were saying. Yes, so I've now re- reached the merry age of, 50 plus that's as far as we're going <laughs> and, so there's, and there's a, a whole wealth of new operatic roles that I could do that that suit more character mm. so there's a it's much easier to blend the two there's so for instance if I was offered um Miss Andrews and Mary Poppins mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes yes you know, I'd love to do that <laughs> yeah of Who course. I'd love to play Frau Schneider in Cabaret mm. uh, I think every older woman wants to go at Gypsy, Mama Rose, of in course. some form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's Into the Woods, there's The Witch or The yes. Stepmother. Oh, I love oh, The Witch. Yeah. And Mrs. Lovett, of course. Everybody wants to do a Mrs. And Lovett. Mrs. Lovett, yeah, so of course. There's some jammy roles, but there's also some really jammy roles now in opera that I'm discovering during this year because I trained as a mezzo, then I was a soprano in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking at some mezzo roles. I'm learning them at this very moment, actually. Some roles that require good singing, but lower so it's not too stressful for your singing voice but a lot of character so I would say at the moment just because I've got the bit between my teeth it's 70 for opera at the moment 70% but when I'm out of work in February I know it's probably be 70% musical theatre you just don't know because I'm the main thing is I seem to be working and I haven't stopped working so I'm grateful for work basically of course because when I'm not working that's Especially during the pandemic, I certainly try out different odd jobs, they call them. And if any of the uh, producers of any of the shows that Kate has mentioned are listening, her number is 07070. <laughs> um, uh, listen, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She is available. She is available, absolutely. Um, let's let's uh, dig down into the current show then. For, for anybody that's not seen Charlie yes. and the Chocolate Factory, uh, give us it in a paragraph. I discovered this word, the last interview I did, pot pure. Oh, I'm learning lots of new words. Pot pourri. Pot pourri. I like that. Pot pourri. Don't eat them. Whatever you do, don't eat them. They're there for an an aroma. They're there for smelling and not eating. Yes. A pot pourri of musical styles. So some of it's quite operatic. Pop, jazz, even sort of techno rock pop at one point with the Oompa Loompas. And then it's quite like epic at times it gets a bit like Le Miserable with the ensemble. Then you have the Matilda-like moments with the, the solo singing of Charlie, him, him or herself. So it's a, your ears are constantly listening to all these different styles of music. And that goes also with the dance styles. So it's you know, constantly changing. And then all the different sets, all the different characters. So it really is a potpourri of styles and visions. And uh, last night uh, I in Manchester, my 
the friend who I'm staying with at the moment, her singing students came to see it. Some of them were under 10 and some of them under 15. I was having conversations with them and their questions that they were asking were really, you know, really interesting. They absolutely were thrilled by it. So my family will come and see it when I'm in Bristol. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, I would like to ask a question, which um, I'm going to ask to everyone because I think it's quite fun and silly. And maybe it was one of the questions you got from the children yesterday. Um, But if you could invent a suite for Wonka's factory... What would you make, Kate? So I'm not going to think too hard. <laughs> uh, just like um, a very long chocolate bar that sort mm. of never stops. Yes, mm. that's so a good So you eat it and then it sort of elongates itself. So you can take it. I'm going to carry on. I'm on a riff. You can take it with you on a train or a plane and it disappears. So no one knows you've got a chocolate. And all you need to Ooh. do is sort of then do a sort of scooby-doo movement with your hand and then it appears. Oh. So and it's like this like Mary never-ending chocolate bar. Yeah. It's yes, that's it. Never have yeah. to Comes and goes. Smart. Well, and my- nice, rich, dark chocolate. Oh, oh. oh man, it's making me really hungry. <laughs> uh, it's almost lunchtime as well. What, what, my, mine was going to be, again, chocolate because I love chocolate. Chocolate, but uh, weight loss chocolate so you eat some and it helps you lose weight oh you'd make millions wouldn't i <laughs> oh that's excellent. wouldn't i oh you'd make yeah i'm quite disappointed yes makes you lose weight a chocolate that makes you wouldn't that be incredible <laughs> wouldn't that be great that's, you need to um, patent that an invisibility mint for me oh so as soon as you oh, start to have a go on the mint then you slowly disappear oh but how oh. do you reappear though when the mint ends when the mint ends yeah exactly yes. oh. If you want to get out of a tricky situation. Yeah, yeah. just start, you know. Yeah. Bad oh. breath or you've just robbed a bank. You need to disappear. <laughs> Wop it yes, in. Exactly. Dual purpose. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. Uh, see, for yeah, me, like that. see, for me, me, mine was like, I, I like fruity sweets, but I was thinking if you ate a specific fruit you transport to the country of that fruit so like if you were to eat like a specific blood orange those tend to be southern Spain so if you want that quick holiday no flights needed (laughs) pop the sweet in your mouth and then off to Spain you go that would be my kind of like do you then get transported home when the sweet's over again not when the sweet's over when you then no 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 you're, you're stuck in Spain but then you just have to eat I don't know like a pear or a British apple and then that gets you back to England. Yes, so you have to, you have to travel with a whole that, pack of sweets. That could be a great movie. That sounds like a good... Oh, it'd be lovely. It's made Roald Dahl a bit weak. Actually, I think we <laughs> <laughs> Take that role. <laughs> Kate, tell us a little bit about the, the roles you play, because you, you're doubling up here, your grandma and your Mrs. Gloop as well. Talk, talk us through the enjoyable things about playing both. Basically, I find everything... We go on this bed as the grandparents, all four of us, and we get up there. Till now, I haven't got bored in one show because it's very present. The actors I'm working with, Chris Howell, Michael DeCruz, Emily Winter, they're the other grandparents. For some unknown reason, we just sit on that bed and we every show is sort of very spontaneous. And we add in a little bit of ad-libbing. It's never fixed. And I, I relax and play because I've been quite an intense performer, especially with my previous operatic life. And anything else I've done has been quite difficult. This is not, not difficult, but it requires a certain playfulness and relaxation as a grandparent. And the words and the music that we do, we do beautiful four-part jazz harmony and we have to be very loving of course to Charlie so there's just generally this very easygoing loving atmosphere and then uh, which I really enjoy every time I, I just sort of ease into it because it's not really my personal personality so it's good for me it's like going up and having not therapy but it's I go on the bed and I come back out of the bed a bit more relaxed than normal don't we all and then I have, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. yes yeah. exactly and then uh, 
Then I have to switch into this manic German woman with my son, Robin, Simoa de Silvas. And uh, there, again, we play every evening. We There's this wonderful sense of play. I haven't come across it before, this sense of spontaneous playfulness that comes out. They're, every show, I, I really think, is a good one by our company. Sometimes you're in a production, if it's running for a long time, you can have flat shows you mm. or you personally come off and you go oh that wasn't a good one from me yeah. today and I, I haven't had that in this i do sing a bit more as mrs gloop so i do have to just before i roll out of bed to do a mrs gloop i sort of do it <laughs> just <laughs> remind my, <laughs> i remind i remind myself a very quick yodel i do and then i sing some dramatic notes at the end of before i go off to kind of like play into that sort of idea that you were talking about the playfulness and sort of you know nothing's majorly fixed in terms of when you're in the that sort of bed grouping and then when you switch into your other role uh the thing that i kind of really love about live theater is that you know sometimes things do go wrong anything and sometimes can anything can happen and all that kind of jazz and like that can sometimes make the performance uh m- more sort of uh not intense but it can sort of kick in the sort of yeah, um, I have a, a nice funny story for that. Oh, yeah. do you? If you want a funny oh, story? Please oh, tell, oh, oh, yes. if, you, if you would, that would be lovely. Yes, we, love we, we always the fed soup. So we have the soup scene. So we do what the big cauldron comes up and we all share the soup and sit the soup. And one day, the poor Leonie, I, I, we don't know what happened. She took the cauldron off the uh, nail to give to us and it fell and Ooh. sort of swirled off stage. So there was no soup. <laughs> We've got all our bowls ready and our spoons. And we're going to talk about having soup. And then it was like, oh, well, that's them. We're not going to have soup today. We just took it to It was very funny. We oh. really did have a laugh. Oh, that's amazing. I don't think... Last night I did something dreadful. Oh, uh, we have to disguise the bed. I won't be able to give you anything away because it's magic. But I have to very at one point move the duvet to make sure it's covering us. And I moved the duvet so much that the duvet flew off. <laughs> and Oops. one of our grandparents who's having to share two roles and have a very quick costume change. I'm afraid he was only had his garters on underneath. Oh. <laughs> what, so, Oopsie. So the, grand, the, the audience would have a split second seen the reality of the situation. <laughs> uh, at playing, least he was wearing playing two roles. Yeah, that was quite funny. That's amazing. At least he was wearing his garters. Absolutely. Yes, yes, quite. <laughs> well, with all of these excitements and a different show every night and uh, all of the joy and the fun you seem to be having, it seems like a show that... Uh, we ought to come and see it's in bristol from the 20th of september until the 8th of october as ever all the details are online but for now please kate milner evans let's give you a round of applause and thank you very much for coming on the podcast thank you so much thank you kate thank you, thank you very much lovely to talk to you all bye bye i'll be the business i'll be the same very good well do you know what i've never seen uh, charlie in the chocolate factory I remember very briefly the Gene Wilder movie, which is a little mm-hmm. bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was the um, Johnny Depp, Johnny Johnny Depp, Depp one, which is even more weird I've never seen. <laughs> seen it once, that was enough for me. Like, listening to Kate yeah. chat about it, actually, I'm getting a, a bit more of a sort of, I don't know, a bit more of a sort of sparky vibe. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing the soup scene now, because I want to see if that actually you know, comes <laughs> will off Will there well. be soup? Will there be soup this time round, or will it, will, it, will it be spilled over the sides? Or will I get to see some garters as well? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you've got to get front That's row. That's why, yeah, front row for the garters. <laughs> also, I don't know why, I wouldn't want to cross Kate. 
I think she, I think, you know, while she, she's coming across as being fun and lovely, I think she could be quite firm. I think grandma, I mean, I'm talking about a character. Gra- yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Firm, <laughs> I think firm grandma and that, oh, but also like, but, I think I think the mother character is probably yeah. quite firm too. Well, isn't her son really spoiled though? Her son is so, really spoiled and loved. Oh, I that's think, true. But there maybe when they mess with the son, that's when she turns. Yeah. As ever, this podcast. I mean, do you remember last season? It was the ballet episode that changed my mind on yeah, stuff. Yeah, it did. Um, hashtag, even though I didn't go to see the show, and I said I would. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it did. I was definitely more interested at the end of the podcast. You were then pa- passionate now about ballet, <laughs> yes. exactly. and you will see one one day. I'm more interested. <laughs> yes, it's just the duration that worries me, and me and my sleep apnea. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I've gone from being not so sure. To being, I'm going to say, curious. 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 That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I'm also curious. I think I'll see it. I'm curious about many things. That's true. Now, especially this. Don't get us started on pasties. We've moved on. It's a different (laughs) season. It's a different season. We need a separate (laughs) podcast for this pasty. (laughs) Uh, As ever, if you would like to uh, follow, please do press subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast from. We are up and running with season two of The Hippard. And all thanks uh, to our wonderful friends here at Access Creative College, which is a wonderful place. May I add. Isn't it amazing? The last time I was here, I was stuck to the floor because it was the beer keller. Um, <laughs> now, no sticky floors, no. comfortable chairs, and great mics. Isn't exactly. it? Honestly, <laughs> wait till you see the rest of it. Me and Carl have been lucky enough to have tours of the place. Yep. It's incredible here. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, whilst you hit subscribe and wait patiently for uh, the next episode of season two, we're all going to go on a little tour of Access Creative College. Uh, but from all of us here, at the hip hop from me, from JC, from Carl, and producer Will. Woo! Will! Who's waving in the corner there? We'll say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.